Then they trip off the flow, man. Some neighbors were saying way too loud. That's only in the moment. He supposed to be up cooking breakfast or somebody. That's like an alarm clock. Howdy, race fans. We're back here with Loose Lug Nuts Podcast. Today, it's myself, Thomas Dick. We got Tyler Pig here. It's Fat Tuesday, so Evan Roberts is sleeping in a ditch somewhere. And uh, Luke Hillen's got some hoop action in uh, Nashville. We're going to break down uh, Xfinity and Truck. I don't know if you caught the Cup Series preview last week, but this week we're going to do Xfinity and Trucks. And then later this week, try to cram in a Daytona. It's here. The Super Bowl is here. Tyler, what do you think about that? Excited. Hey, the super the Super Bowl starts the season. Yeah, excited. We uh we get racing every weekend, TD, till July twenty eighth. There you uh, go. Which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, we got to pick a good time because we got as, as Luke Hillen said to us on Sunday, he was more excited about the duels than he was about the actual five hundred. I I'm excited. Uh, track opens Wednesday at one o'clock Eastern. If anyone's there, you know, bust on in and uh, they'll start doing some uh, stuff Wednesday night. Xfinity. First, we're going to go over to the schedule of both series. Xfinity, it's going to be uh, 33 races, uh, just a couple tweaks. Championship race back in Phoenix for the fifth consecutive year. It'll be run November 9th if you need to put that on your calendar. They're going to race at Iowa Speedway for the first time since 2019, as well as running in Portland for the third straight year. And the second consecutive year at the Chicago Street Race. Not really excited about that one. And like the Cup Series, they'll be back on the famed Indianapolis Motor Speedway oval track where racing is so bad they went to the the road course, but (laughs) we're back. Thoughts on those changes? Yeah, I'm with you, TD. I don't really love the Chicago road race. Uh, I guess it's even more because now Formula One's going to have the idea to come run there. I, I do like the regular season finale being at Bristol. Uh, I think that's a really like that's kind of a perfect close to the regular season for the Xfinity guys. I actually think the most entertaining round of the playoffs is going to be the round of eight with Vegas, Homestead, and Martinsville. Two similar-ish tracks in Vegas and Homestead, but they create a lot of good races. And then you close with another short track, which is really fun. I st- I think you guys talked about it last week. The six road courses is a is about right. I think five to six is plenty. But other than that, I, it's a really good schedule. Back at Iowa, first time in five years. The Portland race has actually been a pretty good road, uh, road course race for them. So we'll be, it'll be interesting to see, uh, I think, to me, like who really gets those wins and gets in the playoffs. And then we try to figure it out, kind of go from there and how it closes in the round of 12. But excited to see kind of how the schedule goes back and forth, um, back and forth in the different types of tracks. Then they got a pretty good balance. Yeah, and as you mentioned, they got six road courses, which is actually one more than the Cup Series mm-hmm. run. So I, I doubt that was the main role in playing Almendinger going full Xfinity, but I got to feel like he's happy with it. And, I mean, they're going to have two road course guys with SV. Uh, God, I get the name, G. SVG. <laughs> yeah, SVG as a road guy. So call it going all in and uh, – uh, with the road guys so yeah just to break down you mentioned regular season finale at bristol round of 12 will be kansas talladega charlotte road course three very different courses round of eight las vegas uh, homestead miami and martinsville fs1 and fox would be the first 14 usa nbc air the final 19 i don't get the uneven breakdown there but some business people ad wizards would know why that's uh that's not a 50 that's like a 40 60 breakdown no, that's not a uh, equal rev share, as we call it in the business. Yeah. You really should have put FS1 will 
broadcast 12 of the or 12 of those races and usa will broadcast 18 of the 19 oh yeah yeah <laughs> we do get that we do get that random one one-off nbc xfinity race but yeah so back to the truck schedule pretty much the same not much new here just no dirt at the bristol spring race they'll be running twice on the concrete short track uh with the september race being the second race of the round of 10 playoffs uh, they're going to head back to North Wilkesboro and Milwaukee Mile for the second straight season. Nashville, Super Speedway, Lucas Oil, Indy Raceway Park return for the third consecutive year. Richmond, final race of the regular season on August 10th. Thoughts on that schedule? Yeah, I like it. I like the Milwaukee Mile, and I like having Wilkesboro in there. I'm, I think you guys, I know you guys talked about it last week. Like, I'm, I'm good with no more Bristol dirt racing. Uh, it's not really a dirt race past the 100 lap mark. I don't, and I feel like the truck race the last couple of years has been kind of just a crash fest uh, on that track. And so I, I would much rather just just go, let's run a normal Bristol night race and, and be done with it. But yeah, I like it so far. I think it's, I, I, North Wilkesboro was a lot of fun last year when they, when the, when the cup guys ran there for the all-star race, and the cup guy or the truck guys ran there too. And, and that was a pretty good show. So I think it's a, it's a good balanced schedule. And then we have, uh, so Round of 10 playoffs will be Milwaukee, Bristol, Kansas. Round of 8, Talladega, Homestead, uh, Miami Speedway, and Martinsville. Martinsville returns as the elimination race for the Final Four uh, for the first time since 2021. The last two years, it was, I get the Homestead and Miami flip-flopped every time I type it. <laughs> I don't know if that's alphabetical order. That's how I remember Tucson. The C goes before the S because alphabetical order. Other notables, Atlanta is going to move to the second week ahead of Las Vegas. This is the same for the Cup Series, I believe. So mm-hmm. they're going to start the season with back-to-back super speedway events. I also, I don't know if I misread the schedule. I only saw Coda uh, as the only uh, road race. And last year they ran two. They hate Road America and they hate Mid-Ohio. I, I knew they weren't going to do Road America just because the Milwaukee is pretty close. But yeah. it would be nice to see road, uh, Mid-Ohio on there. There's nothing close to the poor people in uh, Ohio. I mean, it's, to your home, to your home base, there's not a lot of racing. Yeah, if you're in Cleveland, Indianapolis is like six hours away, seven hours away. So, I yeah. And, and if I had a if I had to pick a place to watch a truck race, I'd probably go to Mid Ohio over Indy. Yeah, I mean, Michigan's probably the closest, maybe four miles, yeah. four hours. Yeah, it sort of sucks. Get something there. Mid Ohio is a pretty nice course there. Uh, so. Entire season is on FS1 NBC. Too cool for trucks. <laughs> I'm gonna leave nope, it on. Nope. <laughs> no peacock. No peacock for the trucks. Now we're gonna get into the Xfinity season. A lot of talk about people saying can Junior Motorsports get back to being dominant. We say that, but they still won eight races last year. That we're just used to them winning ten plus. To me, the bigger thing is can Colleg get back to being one of the top dogs. Last year, part-time Dinger led the team with two wins. Part-time Kyle Larson had one win. Chandler Smith got one. Daniel Hemrick shut out. So with Dinger back to full-time, I think the answer is probably yes, they'll get back to winning. But uh, your thoughts on the, both Junior Motorsports and Colleague? Yeah, we looked at Junior Motorsports having like a really down year. I think it's because of how many times they were in a spot to win the race. And it didn't happen. I mean, I think about the two Daytona races, they had all four cars, I think, in both instances in the top six. They didn't win the race in either either instance. So I think, did they get uh, a little bit of a lift going back to about the 10 win mark? I think it can happen. But I think with Dinger going back to Colleague, Colleague is a group that could win four to five to six races this year and have a really good kind of, I wouldn't call it a bounce back, but a, a 
a little more even year because like you said, Chandler Smith won the one race last year, then their part-timers took the rest. So I think it's probably more to how much do they kind of elevate uh, going forward. Are they the group that probably has the second most wins in the Xfinity series at the end of the year? And I feel like junior motorsports, they had some incidents. I know a couple of the drivers weren't happy with Sam Mayer. I know Sam Mayer wasn't happy with a couple people. So it'll be interesting to see if I know Dale Jr. when he's doing Xfinity races, he always marvels at how well the colleague drivers get along uh, as he's watching his guys bump yeah. each other. We so, also put the uh, we also put the voodoo on Brandon Jones last year, if you remember. He was pretty good early on, and I don't think he had a top ten like the rest of the way after we said look out for Brandon Jones. So maybe he'll get it going for those guys. So Cole Custer appeared to get his uh, sea legs back. He's now the defending champion uh, back in the double zero. Uh, we're breaking down my teams, by the way. So first, Stuart Haas's two entries. Cole Custer in the double zero. Riley Herbst in the 98 flew under the radar, but he was bad luck away from having a really good season. He won late in Las Vegas. Uh, he had uh, 10 top fives, which ranked seventh among all drivers. So he, you would think he was top seven, but ultimately he was doomed by... Uh, he didn't finish seven of his 33 races. Had a string uh, from race eight to 11 where he had three crashes, finished 30th, 23rd, 21st, and 38th. But with all that said, he was just missed the cutoff. So uh, look for him to have a strong year, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, you know, Cole Custer, I don't think anybody has picked him to win last year. We thought he would have a really good year in the Xfinity series, and he did. And then I think Riley Herbst is a guy who, like you said, TD, he was really good down the stretch. He just wasn't in the playoff. Uh, and that was really kind of a, a guy who probably, the way he was running, could have made the top four or the top eight if he just would have been in. Because uh, when you when you DNF basically four races in a row in the mid part of the season, it's it's not completely impossible to come back from, but it's a heavy lift down the stretch. But he had a win at Las Vegas and ran really well there. He was a pretty much a consistent top 10 guy down the stretch from, from June and July on. So he's a guy who I could see making the playoffs and having a chance to, to at least advance to the round of eight if things work right for him. And Cole Custer in a pretty good place. If Ryan Priest doesn't step up, like I think he yeah. Or if we know Noah Gregson, he's one bad tweet away from, you know, maybe Cole Custer's back up there in the uh, the Cup Series. He's one more Noah Gregson or Ty Dillon fight away from being right back into the back into the Cup Series. And the other thing too is he won three races TD, but he won two of those on a road course, which that's not really Cole Custer's game. Uh, I guess we can start calling him a road warrior, but yeah, him um, and Michael McDowell, yeah. him and Michael McDowell, in the words of Mike Joyce. So you know, does he repeat that there? I don't know, but I mean, he's he still is one of the most established drivers in the Xfinity Series and. I, I think he's poised for another good year. It, 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 he's got to be a guy that I think another Cup Series group would take a chance on if it if it works and clicks again in, in the second year in a row. So uh, moving on to Junior Motorsports, we mentioned them briefly in the intro, but Sam Mayer back in the one. Year nine, Justin Allgaier in the number seven. Uh, he really wants to break through and get that title win. Sammy Smith, Joe Gibbs Racing loses a really good driver with uh, <laughs> Sammy Smith taking over the eight car that Josh Berry vacated. And then Brandon Jones, we mentioned, he left Joe Gibbs two years ago, thought he was going to have a really good year in a team that he seemed to enjoy more, but he had a rough go of it. Can Allgaier get it done? He was so I close hope. last year. <laughs> Man, I hope so. Like, he was so close. And he's a guy who's just really, I mean, honestly, he's kind of been an extended lifer. And he's always, we always joke, he's always the bridesmaid. And for a lot of stretches in the playoff, he really was the best car. 
uh, and it just didn't go his way down the end. Now, I, I, what I'm curious about, TD, is I, I think Justin Allgaier is to me, and he's a, he's a really good – if I you know, had to lock it in, get him into the top four. The guys I'm really curious to see are the other three junior motorsports guys. What does Sam Mayer look like? You know, he just missed out, finished fifth last year, but he was really consistent. I think had nice year, 20 top tens. Sammy Smith, rookie of the year. He's a guy who Dell Jr. lavishes praise on yeah. all the time, even when he wasn't running for him last year. And he is he the guy who takes the next big step and maybe becomes their big mover. And then, then what does Brandon Jones do? He had a lot of potential and a lot of hope, a lot of hype last year. And maybe moving to the nine car will help, but he was really a non-factor, you know, down the stretch to even have a chance to get in the playoffs. To me, I look for Allgaier to have the strongest season, but I think Sammy Smith might leapfrog Sam Mayer this year. For as good of a season as he had last year, uh, he only had six top fives, and that was mm-hmm. uh, that was behind a lot of the other drivers in the top ten. So I think he makes that with a year experience, makes that jump in the gets those top starts getting those top five so the other thing about sammy smith you have to remember he's just 19 years old he is still really young and i thought he uh he's just you know if he becomes more consistent he's a, a top 10 week in week out guy and can get some wins i think he'll have a i think he has the most talent out of all four to be honest and he's a guy who who if he has a really good year uh, he will be in the Cup Series next year. He's young. He's marketable. He love, sponsors love that, and so that gives him yeah. a chance to really make the jump pretty quickly. I think if he has a really good year and wins three or four races and gets into the in the playoff and makes a run, deep run. So now, after a tumultuous season, Richard Childress Racing they kept Austin Hill, but Sean <laughs> Creed was given the boot, and he's replaced with another young gun, uh, Jesse Love. Austin Hill just missed the final four. <laughs> Thanks to his heated rivalry with former teammate Sean Creed, he finished here with four wins, uh, 16 top fives, and he led the series in both top 10 finishes with 24 and average finish with nine. Uh, so old school, uh, let's go to North Wilkesboro. He would have been up there in that title chase. And then Jesse Love, they're going with a young guy who jumps the truck series, uh, much like Ty Gibbs did. He's not even going to bother with the trucks. He did run three races last year, and the trucks had one top five, two top tens. And he won the Arca Menard Series last year. I mean, that's, I don't know, Arca, I don't put too much weight into it, just because there's usually four good cars and a bunch of riffraff. But he dominated as much as you could dominate that series. Ten wins, uh, 17 top fives in 20 races. Yeah, I think, T, looking back for it, last year was really a missed opportunity for Austin Hill. I mean, he was a top five week in and week out guy in the 21 car. I mean, when your average finish is ninth the entire year, you've got to be somebody who can compete for the championship. And then, uh, you know, thanks to his rivalry with Sheldon Creed and how they like to wreck each other sometimes, uh, that's why Sheldon Creed's not there anymore. They, They missed out his opportunity to get into the final four. I think Austin Hill has a really big year. Does he make the championship four? I'm not sure. But I think he'll have another year where he wins three or four races. And, you know, I like the move by Richard Childress to get younger and get and get Jesse Love in the car in that car. So to drive for them in, in the two card. Your point, Arkham, the Arca series is it is a wild card of wild cards when it comes to results. But guys who win 10 races in that thing usually end up being pretty successful. And he is very much on the Ty Gibbs path of probably being a cup driver by 2026. And he's one of those guys who I think will make a lot of noise as the next potential kind of top prospect. I was reading Bob Progress's top 10 prospect list and Jesse Love's not on there, but I think he's a guy if, if he 
continues to have a really good year in Xfinity, he, it won't be long before he gets that call to move up too. We need to get Evan knows people that know Bob Pockris. We need to get him on the uh, get him on, on our podcast on this podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. Podcast. Yeah, Evan's been holding out. Not but that I, one, I thought that was pretty interesting. Not that one podcast that's being uh, supported by a radio station, basically being propped up by a radio <laughs> station. Next, we get into colleague racing, a much different lineup than we're used to with these guys, except for Dinger. But normally, they have some established drivers with, with established NASCAR, but they're going uh, totally different this year. Josh Williams, uh, I think he's borrowing a suit from Mike Harmon. They got a Mike Harmon racing suit, so he's going to take control of the number 11, vacated by Daniel Hemrick. And then Dinger's back running full-time. And then uh, Shane Van Gisbergen is in the 97. That gives them two road warriors. They all. I thought they would slow down once they started their cup team, but they're going three cars still. In some races, they'll run four cars. They've announced Daniel Dye will run uh, 10 races part-time in the number 10. Yeah, colleagues really gone full speed ahead in the, in the Xfinity. I mean, I was like you. I thought when they made a big push in the cup last year, it really would slow them down, and it really hasn't. And they have a potential to get two drivers in the playoff if things line up right. Uh, I think Shane Van Ginsburg-Kimbergen can win two races this year. I think I, I mean he dominated the Chicago road race street race last year. It would be very shocking to me if he doesn't dominate in the Xfinity side. But there's plenty of other opportunities for him to get a win. And if he becomes pretty good on the old ovals, along with Dinger, who sometimes wins a race at Talladega, even though he hates racing there allegedly, they have a really good chance to get a couple guys in the playoff. Now I don't know what Josh Williams will look like in the eleven. It's really hard for me to see them being really competitive across three cars, but I wouldn't be shocked if two of the 12 cars in the playoff are calling cars down the stretch. Well, in years past, they've had the third guy that he'll win a Talladega or Daytona race. Yeah. I'm not going to say Jeb Burton's an awful driver, but his two wins are at Talladega, one last year in Jordan Anderson yep. and then once in college. So you could see Josh Williams. They're a real teamwork team. So if he gets out front, and a lot of people say, like, he's the kind of driver who can, if he got his chance to be in a good car. So we saw that not work out for Haley Deegan last year, but will it work out for Josh Williams this year? Now on the Joe, Joe Gibbs racing, what a weird lineup this is. So they basically got two drivers from other teams. They got Sheldon Creed from RCR. They got Chandler Smith, who showed promise with the colleague last year. And then they're going to have two cars with split drivers. Oh, first of all, Creed will be in the 18, Colleg in the uh, Palindrome Mirror number 81. And then Eric Amarola and John Hunter Nemechek. John Hunter Nemechek, who dominated this series last year, but did not get the title. Actually, he would have won the the old school Wilkes, North Wilkesboro crowds title. They'll share the 20. And then they've, they've listed a cavalcade of drivers who will be in the number 19, including Ryan Truex, uh, William Solowich, Joe Graff, Joe Graff Jr., and Taylor Gray, among others. Sheldon Creed performed okay in his two years with RCR, but didn't get that win. Uh, he's the uh, 2020 truck champion, and he had eight wins in the trucks in 2020 and 2021. Close, but hasn't made that step this year. Yeah, I think it's a big year for Sheldon Creed and really for Chandler Smith, to be honest with you, Tommy. I mean, I think he tumultuous is the right word to describe his tenure at RCR. He always felt like he was a guy who could be in contention, and then all of a sudden he would wreck out or 
Uh, something would go his way, it wouldn't go his way, and, and his performance would drop off pretty quickly. You know, with only the seven top fives and the uh, the fifteen top tens and thirty three races, it's just not really the numbers that you would expect out of a guy who had a lot of promise come out of the trucks. And then I think Chandler Smith's a guy who we could see uh, him have a, a good year if things really stabilize for him and he gets really settled in with JGR. I just don't think he was. I'm not sure he was ever comfortable with Colic. He won his one race, and then. It just never seemed like it was a perfect fit for them. But he got his win at Richmond last year and, and had eight top fives. And he's definitely got some talent that I think a lot of people have noticed um, going forward. Now, the other two cars between the 20 and the 19, that is a smorgasbord of options you can choose from. I'm a little surprised John Hunter Nemechek's going to run basically half a schedule. Yeah. I kind of thought he I kind of thought he would go full-time cup like he, like he would really deserved after he had such a good year last year. But if you're a Nemechek, you have to run in the Xfinity Series at least half the half the time. It's in your DNA. So I, yeah. I get it. And then the uh, the 19 car with, I mean, I guess Ryan Truex probably gets the, a good chunk of those races. And then they'll just draw the rest out of a hat. It, it's an interesting year for their Xfinity operation in JGR. I mean, you've got two somewhat proven, but two somewhat unproven drivers at the same time. It'll be kind of interesting. They're kind of the make or break team in my mind in Xfinity. Yeah, and I don't recall them ever having – basically well i mean since they don't have four full-time teams but just no returning good drive like none bell cow full-time drivers now that was the 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 big teams now we're in the we'll brush through these teams pretty quick here first sam hunt racing i had a lot of hope for them a couple years ago and i think they would be best to go the big machine racing route and get one good driver instead of throwing a different driver in the car every couple races uh, they're going to have Corey Heim, Jeffrey Earnhardt, and Sage Karam among their their drivers. Yeah, it just feels like a place Corey Heim should just land in an Xfinity and run there. But they've gone back and forth between him and the Jeffrey Earnhardt and Sage Karam. So they were they had some promise. They were they were 18th in 2022, and it was all Casgrolis show last year. So it just didn't really work for him. But I think they've got some promise. But I I wish they would just settle on one driver and just go. I like this team, and I wish they would have some race gear uh, merchandise in Triple XL. Jordan Anderson Racing. I actually like Parker Retzloff, who will be in the thirty-one. I like him more than Jeb Burton. No offense, I don't want to uh, upset the Burton family. Like Ward Burton's like one of my favorite people, so I don't want to upset the the family. But I thought Parker Retzloff overall had a better year. He plays sixteenth in the standing. He had one top five, seven top tens. Jeb Burton, like we said, got that Talladega win to get him in the playoffs, his second time in the playoffs in three years. So, Yeah, I think Parker Retzloff has got some promise. I just hope he has, you know, one top five and seven top tens to see if he takes a step up. That I will say the Jeb Burton win for Jordan Anderson racing was probably one of the cooler moments in Xfinity last year, knowing Jordan Anderson's background and Jeb Burton's kind of continuous slog in Xfinity to get a win. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool, but they're a team that, you know, they're, they're sneaky competitive at some tracks, especially the super speedways. And so just we'll kind of be curious to see how it all shakes out for him. But I think Parker Retzloff's a guy to watch and he, if he could get a win, he, he could be a guy that would be a kind of nice surprise to see in the playoff. Uh, then we got RSS racing. I always forget what the other S is for. I know one's for Ryan, the other's for C, but they're going to run three full-time cars and one part-time. They're going to have Kyle Sieg, the little brother in the 28. Blaine Perkins, uh, we've seen him in the trucks a bit. He's going to be in the 29. He actually ran a lot of uh, Xfinity last year. And then Ryan Sieg, the owner in the 39. CJ McLaughlin will run a partial schedule. Ryan Sieg's been in the playoffs three of the last five years, but last year was his worst finish in the standings. 
in his 10 years as a full-time driver, finishing 18th, had just four top 10s, 33 races. Can he get back to the the playoff? I don't know if he can. I think there's just too many other talented teams ahead of him. The, the wild part about Ryan Sieg is he's won, he's raced in 334 races and actually has not had a win. But he's made the playoffs in those three out of the last five years. He's But there's somebody who is really competitive at a lot of different tracks. But you don't ever feel like they're out of it. But I think, you know, it'd be kind of cool to see one of those cars from RSS back in it. Kyle Sieg is a guy who uh, I, I always – he's kind of always somebody like in Atlanta – who always makes a run at it. He finished seventh there last year. Then I kind of had forgotten until I read the rundown that Blake Perkins basically ran a full Xfinity schedule last year. I, uh, yeah, with our motorsports. So he's taking a step up. No offense, no, our motor yeah, no offense. Realist. I do think the one thing that would help Ryan Sieg is the Joe Gibbs only running two full time drivers, I think helps. He and definitely then, could. And then, like the, the young drivers, Jesse Love and whatnot, and Josh Williams, we don't know what we're going to get out of him and Colleague. So I think that helps him a little bit, but we'll see. Joey Case Motorsports, my main man, Frankie Munoz, is in the 35. Not really fired up about this Xfinity ride for him, but he's 38 years old, so he's got to get a ride where he can. He's not getting any younger. I don't know if he's going to start making TV shows again. So he finished fourth in the ARCA standings last year. We'll see how he goes. I just want him to stay on the track and finish races. Joey Gase, the owner, will be in the 53. 274 races, one top five. And one of those top tens came last year. I Hey, maybe Frankie will be on the uh, next episode or next season of the uh, NASCAR Netflix show. Maybe they'll drop down and get some Frankie Love and the Xfinity. We should, or bring back the uh, the Chief. Was it the Chief? The Crew. Crew? The Crew, the crew yeah. The crew. Yeah. We mentioned Big Machine Racing. I think they have a lot of potential. 48 uh, car has Parker Klickerman back. Finished 10th in the standings last year in his first full-time season since 2013 when he finished 9th. He had eight top fives and 18 top tens. I think Parker Kligerman is a dark horse playoff candidate. I thought, especially down the stretch, he was – maybe just because this is when, when NBC got all the broadcasts that they picked it up, he was really good in the summer months and had a really good uh, run even in the playoffs even though it wasn't in the tracks they were at. It's nice, I think, that the big machine only has the one car. I think they can really, obviously, focus in on him. But he was a consistent top 10, top 12 guy last year, and that's pretty hard to do in those rides. And if he gets lucky or he wins a super speedway, he's in the playoff. And I, I was really impressed for a guy who had not, really not been much of a factor since 2013 at all in the Xfinity. In fact, that's why he got into broadcasting. I think they really, really have a guy who can who drives well and gives them a chance to be competitive week in, week out. And if things go right, he, he could be in the playoff. And then two more we'll just go over real quick. Jeremy Clements back in the Jeremy Clements car, the number 51. He had his worst season in uh, in the series as a full-timer, which dates back to 2011. No top 10s. Best finish was 14th twice. Placed 19th in the points after making the playoffs back-to-back seasons. Is he pretty much in the same boat as uh, – who was that we mentioned just a little bit ago? Uh, Ryan Sieg. He's in the Ryan same C. boat. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Jeremy Clements is probably, was kind of the model driver for a long time for these one-car shops that were the owner. I mean, him and Ryan Sieg both, but he had been in the playoffs. He was a guy who had racked up a lot of top tens. And then last year, they he was he was pretty bad. I mean, it was like a not – it was zero top tens. It's, it's pretty hard to come by. 
five, even in the Xfinity series. So maybe he's a guy that gets a little bit better. I think his best finish was 14th last year. Uh, he's a guy that, that, like I said, had been kind of the, they had been kind of the model for these one car teams to sneak in the playoff or, or be a consistent kind of uh, finisher in the points. And it, it, it did not click at all last year. And the one I'm, I'm confused about a AM racing is going to put Haley Deegan in the number 15. She signed a multi-year multi-year deal. She didn't move the needle last year when running with a highly competitive Thor Sport team. And it's funny because everyone in 21 and 22 said she wasn't a good fit with uh, uh, the team that turned into Tricon. But then all those Tricon trucks beat her last year. So she's going to a team where Brett Moffat, who's a pretty good driver, was running last year and he wasn't able to get much done in that car. So I don't know if she makes a huge step here. I don't see it. I mean, if you can't beat your old team in Tricon at Thor sport, that's a hard thing for me to see her moving the needle, but she is on a one car team. And I, I kind of feel bad for Brett Moffat because he is a, he's a pretty good driver and had, had decent success with those guys, but her truck races, I mean, she had five top tens, in her career, it just, you know, in 69 truck races, she didn't get there those results. <laughs> no, I mean, I think we were all expecting more because, you know, she moved to Thor Sport and we thought, oh, yeah, I thought, I thought, yeah, I thought she'd be getting some top fives. And... Uh, yeah, being, cons- I mean, just like consistently in the top 10 and it just didn't happen, especially with that team. That's really hard to do. So I, I, I don't see it. I, I think she'll, she'll kind of be in the, in the back of the pack. And AM Racing has me confused because they were big. They were a pretty solid truck team with Austin, mm-hmm. uh, Wayne Self. Wayne is the middle name of a lot of serial killers. But they were pretty good. And they don't have a tr- – I can't find a truck team anywhere for them anymore. So they are so fully out of the truck. All in. They're all in on this number 15, uh, Haley Deegan. Um, just some other names. DGM Racing's going have Kyle Weatherman. I really like him. Fast Pasta's back in our sports in the number five Chevy Camaro, his third straight year with the in Xfinity. JD Motorsports is back. Dawson Cram in the four, Garrett Smithley in the six. SS Greenlight, they've shown some flashes in in the past, but this year, Patrick Emerling, they're putting all their uh, ducks on that. But watch out, Daniel Suarez is going to run Daytona in their number fourteen for them. So. Maybe he gets to pull some magic out of the hat. Uh, Young Motorsports is going to have Leland Honeymoon. <laughs> I always say Honeymoon. Honeyman. Change your name to Honeymoon. Leland Honeyman uh, Jr., full-time in the 42. Alpha Prime. They're another team. I don't know what they're doing. They got Ryan Ellison in the 43. Uh, he's a veteran who hasn't done much. Zero top tens in 98 races. Brennan Poole is in the 44. His Highlight in 24 races was a fifth place finish in Talladega. So those that are the in- breakdowns of the full-time team. RIP Jesse Awuji. Didn't see him on any list. I saw no formal like news thing that they are not back. Like, did he take all Emmett Smith's money or, or like what's going on there? I see no news on Jesse Awuji at all. <laughs> That's very sad. Okay, so now we're on to the truck series. Uh, biggest thing here is can Spire, who bought uh, K, uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports assets, be able to keep uh, those trucks at the top, uh, battling it with Thor Sport as the best team? If not, that leaves a huge void to fill, and can someone fill that 
Also, we lost a really good team with GMS going away. So there's lots of opportunity for drivers to make hay. I forgot all of, I don't, I don't want to say I forgot about it. I put it in the back of my mind. Last year was embarrassing, the championship race. It was an awful way to end the season. Uh, the Those that don't remember, a reminder, uh, Ben Rhodes won the title. Uh, he finished fifth place after an awful 29 laps of overtime racing. Post of Arnheim got into each other with 31 laps to go. And then Grant Enfinger, a good man, good driver, looked like he was going to win his first title. He was way out in front with four laps to go. But a douchey move by Corey Heim rammed Hosevar into the wall, brought out the yellow, and then chaos ensued. I didn't watch most of the chaos. I was sick to my stomach. Enfinger got screwed. And as we said, Ben Rhodes finished fifth to win. Yeah, didn't grant anything, or he ended up finishing sixth, right? Like right behind yeah. him? Yeah. It was not a great billboard for the truck series. Let's just say it that way. It was not a good advertisement of how a championship race should be run. Now, look, credit to Ben Rhodes last year for winning the title, but it was really granting fingers to lose. And then Corey Hyde decided to play the spoiler, and it was just, uh, it was not great. There, I forgot how many. Like people chimed in on that about how hot they were that Granny Finger got wrecked and didn't win it. Yeah, like I said, I didn't forget it. I blocked it out. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, instantly, I, instantly, I was like starting right to run down. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to remember that awful just 29 overtime laps. Yeah. It wasn't 29 just the wrecking. It was the 29 overtime laps. I remember reading, uh, I think French Stretch had like an article about it. And it said, I, I pulled it up and said, 2023 truck finale. What an embarrassment. <laughs> that was there the name go. of the that was their headline. I mean, it was <laughs> like, yep, that just happened. So now we got uh, Spire Motorsports. As we said, they bought all of KBM's assets. Uh, they're going to have Raja Karuth jump in the 71. Chase Purdy's going to come on over with KBM. He'll be in the Bama Buggies 77. They'll also run the number seven with uh, Kyle Busch, Corey LaJoy among a cavalcade of drivers. Having Kyle Busch in that uh, seven uh, car gives them a chance to get in the owner's playoff. I feel like Raja moves up in equipment. Last year he finished 16th uh, with four top tens, 23 races. And then Chase McPurdy just missed a, he I didn't say he just missed. He missed the playoff by 76 points. But he finished the season strong with four top tens in the last six races, including a third at Phoenix. He ended up jumping Stuart Friesen and Tanner Gray to finish 11th in the standings. He gives it a whack after three different teams the last three years, GMS, Hattori, and KBM. Will the fourth time be it? Maybe. He's racing. He's brought the Bama buggies over, so there's a chance. Uh, I think uh, Roger Carruth, uh, I'm curious to see how he performs this fire. I mean, it's just a jump in, jump in equipment. He's always got a guy who's had some potential and has had some really good finishes, but just has never been able to put it all together. So I'm kind of, it's, it's an interesting team. And then, you know, you get the number seven there between LaJoy and, and Kyle Busch jonesing around in the truck series. It's a, it's a good team. And just curious to see how this whole merger all works together from all the KBM stuff. But uh, it's a, it's a good lineup. It's a, it's a good solid two full-timers that you can, I think could have a, a, have a good year. And then we got Nick Sanchez who was raced really well last year. He's back in the rev racing number two. They have a technical alliance with Spire that carried over from KBM. He's the 2022 Arkham Menards uh, champion. Last year, he had two top fives, 12 top tens, finished six in the standings. Nick Sanchez is maybe the most interesting guy in the truck series because I think he is a guy who a good year gets him into Xfinity. Young guy, 
uh, done quite well in the ARCA series. He didn't always, he doesn't always have the best equipment, and he was competitive pretty early on in his first couple starts. So I think he's a young guy that, like, from a prospect standpoint, he's a guy who's got a lot of potential if he continues to have a really good year for rev racing. I feel, I feel like he finished his business degree at a pretty good school recently, too, if I recall correctly. Then we got Tricon. They are, they got the young guns. They got Dean Thompson in the five, Corey Hyman, the 11, Tanner Gray in the 15, Taylor Gray in the 17. The number one will, will run multiple races with William Solowich in nine races, plus Tony Breidinger is going to jump in Daytona, among others. Heim, the 21 year old, seems to be the uh, cowbell for this team. The small cow. <laughs> Finished third last year, posted three wins, 12 top fives, 19 top tens in 22 races. He probably would have been your North Wilkesboro champion last year. 22-year-old Dean Thompson, he, nah. Nah. he only was running at the finish at 13 and 23 races. So he's going to want to uh, start or finish what he started. Old man of the team, Tanner Gray, is 25. He missed the playoffs by 68 points. He had three top fives, 10 top sixes. 19-year-old Taylor Gray showed flashes of brilliance. He missed the first three races because of the age restriction. He got a waiver, could have made it in the playoffs, but ultimately finished 15th in the standings running just those 20 races. Three top fives, six top tens. Yeah, I like Tricon. I mean, I think we'll talk about later. Corey Himes is going to be in my, uh, my final four to uh, uh, make the playoffs and have a chance to compete in the championship. I think Taylor Gray out of these young guys is probably the most exciting. Kind of forgotten about him a little bit because he was so young and missed the first part of the season. But he was really good down the stretch for them, finishing 15th in the points. He's got a lot of upside. And then Tanner Gray's pretty solid. He's consistent uh, for them. And he's only 25, um, which is old sometimes in the trucks. But um, I, I like their group. Dean Thompson's probably the one that I have the most question marks about. But the other three, I think, you know, are all guys who have potential to make the playoff. Jake Garcia, for some reason, I always want to put a T in there because of Joe T. Garcia, but Jake Garcia replaces Haley Deegan in the 13. The elder statesman, Matt Crafton, back in the 88. Ty Majeski in the 98. Defending champion Ben Rhodes in the 99. Ben Rhodes, he could look to join Rarified Air with another title. Only Ron Hornaday with four, Jack Sprague and Matt Crafton with three have more titles than Rhodes. Um, last year, he just kept his nose clean, both throughout the season and in that last race, most importantly. He got one win, seven top fives, 14 top tens. We mentioned what a cluster that uh, title race was. Don't know that he deserved the title, but he was there at the end and was able to take it. And then Matt Crafton, he turns 48 in June. He's back. Yeah, this Matt Crafton have one more run in him. I think the thing I always didn't define Ben Rhodes is he's always in position to have a chance to win a race. And I think that's why he obviously won the title in 21. He won that cluster of a race last year and he was the runner up in 22 and had a, I, I don't think that was his best year he's ever had in trucks, but he was, ended up being the runner up. He is probably one of the most consistent drivers. And then, I mean, Matt Crafton has been out of this for a long time. He doesn't have a like laundry list of wins, but he's a guy who gives you a chance to be in the playoff. Uh, I mean, what he won the title, what, five years ago without winning a race, right? Yeah. Uh, so, he only so, has, he actually only has one win in the last six years, but he's yeah. made it to the playoffs eight straight years. So. Yeah. So, so there's that part. Um, but also it's his third straight year with no wins. Maybe he gets one, but it's, he's kind of right out of time to add that fourth for sure. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Jake Garcia does in the 13. 
he finished 13th in the standings last year. So I'm confused. People say that <laughs> people say Haley's more cut out for the Xfinity cars, which I don't get the signs behind that. Okay, CR7. I'm a little bit worried about this one. So GMS collapses. Grant Enfinger has to find a ride. He goes to Cody Rohrbach. Ball Cody's like, yeah, you can drive the CR7, which has nothing to do with Christine, uh, Christian Ronaldo. Ronaldo, yeah, close. I'm surprised there's not a copy. Surprised there's not a copyright case over this, but continue. Yeah, well, and it's funny because Cody came up with the name CR7, but then found out the number seven car wasn't available, so he had to get number nine. (laughs) And actually, Cody himself will be running some races in the '97. Yeah, Grand Enfinger. Obviously gutted by last year's championship race debacle. I hope CR7 can give him the type of truck he had with GMS when he finished in the top five, nine times and top 13 or top 10, 13 times, won three races. Yeah, I hope he can repeat the year he had last year for CR7. I just don't know equipment wise if that's going to be possible. Um, I think we'll find out early on how good he is in that truck. Uh, but Grand Empire was kind of a tough luck loser of last year to, and is pretty well liked by everybody in the trucks. And so hopefully he really is the guy that can uh, give CR7 and really somebody as a van or driver to happen that ride because he has a champion. He is a championship contender if he has the right equipment to make it happen. Yep. And then uh, McAnally Hilgeman Racing, which I'll call MHR because I'm probably mispronouncing both those first two. They're a three horse stable. Tyler Ankrum moves over from Hattori Racing. He'll take over the 18. Christian Eckes back in the 19. Daniel Dye jumps in the 43 after GMS went out of business. They also have the 91 truck with a cavalcade of drivers, including Jack Wood, who I'm surprised doesn't have a full time ride this year, and Zane Smith. Ankrum sort of spun his wheels the last few years after having strong runs in 2019 and 2020 when he finished eighth and ninth. Eckes is your lead horse here. He's coming off a stellar 23 campaign, finishing fifth in the standings. Four wins, 10 top fives. What could have been, he missed the final four by four points, and then he won that cluster yeah. of a race at Phoenix. But chances are he wouldn't have won because Corey Heimer, Carson Hosever would have wrecked him. And yeah. Then, uh, Daniel Dye is a 19-year-old. He was meh with GMS last year, won top 10 in 23 races, only 10 lead lap finishes. So he's in the same boat as Dean Thompson. Uh, you got to finish the race on the lead lap. I think to me is, is can Christian Eckes repeat what he did last year? I mean, he obviously, at times, it felt like he was the best driver in the in the entire truck series. And I think he's the guy who's got a lot of potential to continue to, to have another really good year. I think for them, it's kind of an interesting lineup because like Tyler Ankerman's over from Tory, it just was kind of inconsistent, best way to put it. He's only got uh, four top fives in the last three years, but he just is a guy who just never has been able to really get over the hump. And then, yeah, Daniel Dye, you know, has been around a little bit. He's only 19 years old, but was just kind of like meh with GMS, uh, just had that one top 10. And then really struggled to find a way to get on the lead lap. So I think all the chips will be in with Christian Eckes for that group and see if they can make it, get him back and give him a chance to make the final four this time. So we got Rackley War racing like Matt DiBenedetto took a team who hadn't been in the playoffs to the playoffs. And then he didn't make the round of eight. And they're like, get out of here. <laughs> and they're going to replace him with Ty Dillon. Uh, maybe Dylan resurrects his career like uh, or he becomes the truck series as Justin Allgaier. I don't know which. Uh, he hasn't run full-time in the truck since 2012-2013 when he finished fourth and second in the standings. He finished fifth, third, and fifth in Xfinity 2014-16, to 16, but his six Hub Series wins were 
Not good. Two top fives, seven top tens, and 180 races. I wasn't shocked that Ty Dillon ever became a standout driver in the cup, but I, I think he's a guy in the trucks where he has a guy to, he can really carve out a lane for in this in this series for sure. And I mean, poor, another thing, poor Matty D, man. He wins for the Wood Bros. They kick him out, has some other rides, gets with gets with Rackley, gets him into the playoffs, and like, man, you didn't make the top eight. Sorry, we're kicking you out for Ty Dillon. And I, you know, poor Matty D. Somebody's got to pick him up. Now we got Brett Holmes racing. He's in the 32. They also have a technical alliance with Spire. He slowly ramped up his uh, work, 21 races last year. Didn't get a top 10, but eighth in Vegas, third in Talladega in 2022. Someone say that Dega race, he got screwed. After a really, 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 really long replay, they gave that one to Matty D. So that's Brett Holmes. I like this front row motorsports. Big shoes to fill, though. Yeah. Lane Riggs replacing Zane Smith. Uh, he's pretty good in trucks and limited action. Six races, uh, one top five, two top tens. Finished third at Indy Raceway last year. Finished seventh at IRP in 2022. So keep that in mind when those picks come around. I think Zane Smith, you know, lives a pretty good legacy from that 38 car. And Lane Riggs has got a lot to, to live up to. But uh, Lane Riggs is one of those guys who he's kind of a young guy to watch. Uh, I like what Front Row's got in him and, and could be a guy who has a lot of potential uh, for, for that group in the truck series. So uh, Nice Motorsports appears to be scaling back uh, operations a bit after fielding four cars recently. Our main man, Bailey Curry's full-time in the 41. Matt Mills takes over for Carson Hosevar. And then the 45 is going to have several drivers, including Ross Chastain, who long-time connection with Nice, Johnny Sauter, Caden Honeycutt, Connor Mozak. Curry's been on and off again with Nice uh, as he tries to do some Xfinity stuff, but this year he's going full-time. He ran last year at Atlanta early in the season and then jumped in the truck 10 in the last 12 races where he's really good down the stretch. In his 11 races, he had three top fives, four top tens, finished fourth at Atlanta, fifth at Nashville, fifth at Homestead, Miami, Homestead, Miami. And then we'll see if Matt Mills finds his footing in a full-time ride. He's never driven more than eight races of the season. His highlight last year was a fifth place showing in a KBM car or truck in richmond so that turned a lot of heads any thoughts on bailey curry Which i i'm just hope i'm just hopeful bailey curry can win a race because we bailey curry friend of the program it's always nice to have a race winner on and then the last big time driver that's i am offending people but the last big time driver Stuart Friesen, back in the 52 he's always around but he never really has taken that next step and he has a rhythm where he has two two really good seasons followed by a season where he takes a step back and last year was a step back uh year he finished 12th after back-to-back six. Um, but between uh, 2018 and 2022, he was a top 10 machine with 66 top 10s and 114 races. So Yeah, and he's a guy like he's always like around and then just doesn't ever yeah. – I mean, he's like Justin Geyer's the bridesmaid. Like Stuart Friesen is like the person – He's like the ring bearer. Like <laughs> he's like so close and I got a chance and it just never really goes in, in his way. But – you know, he's probably due for a pretty good year because you're right. It's usually two years, top 10, top six in the points. And then after that, the next year is not great. But he's, he's probably back, due to back on track to have a pretty good year. All right, we're going to run through these last few teams. Faction 46, new team. Thad Moffitt, no relation to Brett Moffitt, but his relation to Richard Petty. It's his grandson. Uh, he's going to jump in the new Chevy. And then this one, uh, this one's got me excited. Not because of the uh, how I think they'll run, but their merch is going to look pretty sharp. <laughs> Spencer Boyd starts a new team with some GMS equipment. Freedom Racing Enterprises need to add Prestige Worldwide in there somewhere. 
He is going all in on America. Spencer Boyd loves America, and they have by far the best race team logo. I'm not sure if you've seen it. It is a sharp logo. I will be buying merchandise. Uh, so that's exciting to look for. Realm Brothers will be running uh, Keith McGee in the 27, Lawless Allen in the 33. Young Motorsports, they just announced it's fresh off the press. Number 02, not 202, will be run by Mason Massey. And lest we forget the Intimidators back in the number 56, Timmy Hill, he told his brother to pound sand. He's going to run full-time after splitting a ride with his brother last year. And RIP Matty D and Derek Krause. I cannot find signs of them anywhere. Krause appears to be running some series at New Smyrna Beach this week. But Matty D, I couldn't find him anywhere. Somebody said to get Matty D a ride. What are we doing? What are we doing? So he, he's bold, a people's people favorite. You know, if I had a ride, I'd give him one. Bold predictions. This can cover truck or Xfinity. What do you got? My bold prediction for Xfinity is that uh, Brandon Jones wins a race. I think we talked about it earlier. We put the voodoo on him last year. He had a pretty good start, and then he was not great at all down the like over the last like fifteen to twenty races for junior motorsports so that's my that's my pick that brandon jones wins the race and then i had a kind of a second one is that colleague is actually the team that wins the second most races in the xfinity series behind junior motorsports oh wow that's like that's not two for one it's not like the Stuart haas uh, is gonna win the the second no i'm still trying to do the math on how Stuart haas is gonna win six races but if if somebody can get me there please call my phone the guy who's celebrating fad tuesday has that math (laughs) i'm gonna go with bailey curry gets a win in the I like uh, that. truck series. And hopefully he comes in Texas in front of his home crowd. Truck rookie of the year pick. It, not much to pick from here. I'm not going to lie to you. So the official approved list of candidates, which confuses me, because I, I felt like William Solowell, which maybe he's not signed up to run enough races, because Connor Jones is part-time. He's on the list, but Solowell is not. But they list as their three official uh Approved candidates, Lane Riggs, Stad Moffat, Connor Jones. Lane Riggs to me seems like the no-brainer here. Uh, and I thought if he had a hiccup, Solich would might catch him in points, but I guess he's not eligible. Yeah, that's kind of interesting uh, that he's not eligible. My pig, Soli, uh, and that's because of his granddad is Stad Moffat. Why not if you're the grandson of Richard Petty? Uh, let's see if you can win rookie of the year in the truck series. That's my, that's my pick. I feel like he needs to beat up Daniel Dye and take that 43 truck, though. Uh, yeah, absolutely. If you're going to be the king's grandson, at least race in the 42, maybe the 43, the 45. I mean, let's get somewhere, but the 43 would be my first choice. So the uh, Luke Hillen sent us his picks for the final four in the trucks. He's got final four, Chase Purdy, Bama Buggies, Raja Carruth, Ben Rhodes, Corey Heim. Outside pick there with Raja Carruth. Yeah, Roger Carruth, that is an outside pick. Uh, I'm kind of in a similar boat, a little bit close. I got Corey Heim, Ty Majeski, Grant Infinger, and Christian Eckes. Uh, there's no Ben Rhodes in my top four. I just Sometimes when you get lucky, the next year it doesn't work out for you. And that's my pick. So, safe bet, if I was, uh, if I was gambling a billion dollars, I would go with Heim, Eckes, Majeski, and Rhodes. But I like Enfinger as a driver, and I'm going to roll the dice that CR7 gives them something good to drive. And I'm going to roll with Majeski, Heim, and Finger, and then a shocker, Lane Riggs. Wow. Yeah. How you like You're that? You're going to roll with Lane. I like it. I mean, look, 
if anybody has potential to like be kind of the surprise surprise candidate, I think Lane Riggs is it. Like he's the you know he's the young gun, got a good ride. It, I think it depends on how he starts. Like if he can get a win early and kind of get locked into the playoffs, I feel pretty yeah. good about him because he's a guy who there's a lot to like there for sure. I mean, the one I'm curious about too is, is I like Luke's Raja Karuthik. Like again, good ride now, good equipment. Has shown flashes. Can he put it all together? Because that's kind of an outside bold pick, and I, and I don't 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 dislike it at all. Okay, then our champion pick Luke is going to say that good things happen to a bad person. <laughs> And as Corey Heim is rewarded for last year's Phoenix screw job by winning the title this year. Uh, I'm going to go with Grant Infinger finally gets his trophy uh, that he should have had last year. So that's what I'm going to go with. I think that he's a guy who, if it all comes together at the right time for him, he's the best driver in the truck series, but it's the staying out of trouble part. And then like we talked about, like maybe we don't have an absolute disaster of a championship race where he can win. And then, and Corey Heim and Carson Hosford don't wreck everybody, which one of those guys isn't in the series anymore. But, but he's a guy who I think that week in, week out, is the best driver to see if you can put it together and get a trophy. Okay. I'm gonna, and then I'm going with Ty Majeski. I think Thor Motorsports gets another title. And then I'm throwing something not on here, the rundown. I'm going to throw the number 26 out there over under how many overtime laps the championship race in the trucks will be god it's got to be the under i mean there was four cautions in the overtime last year four like that's like you think nascar has script riders in the cup series like come on like four that's just way like that's almost impossible hopefully the under so what how about this list of xfinity rookie of the year candidates a real hodgepodge we got the deegs haley deegan jesse love i know some people <laughs> that love haley deegan I'm not going to say Luke Hillen's name. Shane Van Gisbergen, <laughs> Dawson Cram, and Leland Honeyman Jr. I, I think it comes down to love and SVG. I really can't glean a whole bunch out of ARCA because it's, three, like I said, three or four good cars and a lot of tr- uh, a lot of not good cars. But love dominated as much as he can. I think he uh, he has some racing acumen, and I think he just has – a little bit more oval experience than SVG. I think by the end of the year, SVG might be the better driver, but I'm going to go. I don't, I I'm gonna, regret it instantly, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to take SVG because it's like the easy layup. Like I think he gets, I don't, not only do I think he wins one race, I think he wins at least two races just because the amount of road courses they have. And who knows, he may turn into the dinger and actually like race on super speedways and you can pull one out there. I, I actually think, it, but it'll come down to SVG and Jesse Love probably Haley Deegan a distant third is my guess so our insider Luke Hillen his top four predictions I didn't read these ahead of time so he went with uh, Custer and Allgaier which no shock was there went with Sheldon Creed you know that's probably a fifth or sixth or seventh place guy but who do you think his number four is so he went Sheldon Creed Allgaier and Custer did he pick Sammy Sam Sammy Smith or Sam Mayer not even close wow he picked Josh Williams from way downtown. From way downtown. So he has seen something. Like Luke has been to a lot, lot, lot more races than I've been. So he apparently has studied Josh Williams. He probably gets some loop data. He's probably studying some film. And he's got Josh Williams in the final four. Man, that is not where I would have contended for. But, hey, you got to have a wild card pick. There you go. 
Josh Williams in the top 12, maybe I can see that. Top yeah. four, that's a that's a lot to go right down the last 12 or 12 Maybe he thought I asked for the playoff guys and he just uh, forget, didn't send the whole message. So who do you got? All right, I got Custer and Allgaier. I think those are two. So we all like, yeah. Okay. If I feel pretty good about those two. I've got two kind of outsiders, but not as wild as Josh Williams. I really like Riley Herbst. Uh, I okay. think he's a guy who who has got a chance if it all comes together and he doesn't wreck out, uh, is is a guy who can make a chance to, to get in there. Sammy Smith, I hear it every Saturday how Dell Jr. thinks he is one of the best drivers on the circuit, how he's been a guy who it got better from beginning to end last year. And I don't think he said that about everybody in your motorsports last year. And I think he's the young guy who gets in there and sneaks his way in. Maybe kind of like Christopher Bell style the last two years. He kind of goes unnoticed and he gets in there right at the end and, uh, and gets in the top four. All righty. So to me, it's not hard to go with Custer and Allgaier, which all three of us have them in there. And then we divert after that. I got the dinger back. He uh, he loves Xfinity. He's like, why'd you make me run Cup Series and get all that money in the big series when I can duke it out for money down here? And then the last spot, I got the rivals, Sheldon Creed, Austin Hill, duking it out for that last spot. I got Austin Hill. A lot of people forget he was probably uh, him and John Hunter Nemechek were probably the two best drivers in the series last year. Okay. You're not wrong. Champion. It looks like I have Justin Allgaier, always the bride made, but no longer. It looks like Luke Hillen has Justin Allgaier. Are we going to go three, Pete? Three, Pete. I'm going to go Justin Allgaier. I think Justin Allgaier finally breaks through Mr. Consistent and wins the championship this year. I think Jay, I think Junior Motorsports is going to be really, really good. I think they can win at least 10 races as a team. And I'd like to see Justin Allgaier win four of them and then maybe uh, win that final championship or that chamber or the championship that saluted him finally. So that's what I, I like. I, I think he he's the most consistent driver they have with the best equipment. And he's just due. Like sometimes it just happens that way in the Xfinity. The guy who's due wins. That almost sounds like it's fixed. But uh <laughs> Well, Evan probably picked Cole Custer to repeat. So, well, no, I mean, we'll, we'll get picks from him in three weeks when he after the him. after the Atlanta race. We'll get yeah. Uh, so, well, which reminds me, I got to start a fantasy league thing so I can forget to enter a team every week. So that is it for the. I'm excited for. Hey, last year, Xfinity series was better than the Cup series. I'm going to go down on record as saying that. So I am ready for the Xfinity series. I'm ready for the trucks if they get their stuff fixed and stop the chicanery drivers need to grow up but that's the preview we're excited for it and we'll try to get to daytona 500 uh weekend previews later this week but that's been it for uh loose lug nuts beep, boop, beep. i grew up in texas where football was my game Feel that racing fever started burning in my brain. Started running mini stocks when I was 13. And won a short track championship when I was just 16. I met a man named Harry Hyde. He built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hillen's Drilling Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega big dream thank you for the ride harry high and i'm glad i had granddaddy on my side 
it's up to me to fly. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. Now some may say that Lady Luck has given me the brakes. I must admit she smiled a bit, but it's me that runs the race. Now you can't be a champion due to luck. 